Welcome to the Free Oakley Podcast. This is your host, Billy Johnson. All right, so Free Oakley Sportsbook. Last week went five and one. Pretty badass for the uh, inaugural kickoff. So five and one for the picks. Aaron goes three and zero with his picks, and Andy goes two and one. So overall. For the season standing so far, Aaron, you are up four to two. So five and one after week one, pretty kick-ass start. We might have to put up a paywall for Free Oakley if that's if this is the trend uh, going forward. Um, but yeah, so Aaron, you're three and zero. Oh. the 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 Roadrunners come through, and then the, you had the um, the under on the Jets Broncos, and you had the the Chargers game, which was awesome. They won that outright. What a way to start off the, the free OP sportsbook, for sure. I mean, five and one overall, wild. And really outside of, of the, the Roadrunners, which if anyone actually listened to listened to this at that game because of it, you can thank me later. Not just because of the pick, but you, you got to watch that game. It was wild. And but outside of the Roadrunners game, all four other wins were just no sweat. It was it was easy smooth covers, which, which was wild. Um, you know the Jets Jets under uh, looked I mean looked like gold uh, after the first couple of series watching uh, watching the offense against that against that defense, and then the, the Chargers game was was a ton of fun to watch. Like I thought it would be back and forth, but the Chargers really were either either leading or or tied or within, you know, at most a field goal that entire game. So, so from getting that seven points, you know, that, that, that was, uh, that was no sweat as well. So yeah, awesome week. Nice, nice work, big A three and O in week one. So Andy, you had Georgia steamrolled Vandy. That was an easy one. And then I actually watched all of the West Virginia, Oklahoma game. That was a really good game actually. And um, West Virginia really should have won that one. Yep. Now, the one that you dropped was the Patriots yep. laying three at home against the Saints. And I figured out what happened here, and the freaking Jets killed killed me again. You got you obviously watched the Jets-Patriots game, and you were lulled into thinking that the Patriots were a decent team. And it was they played the miserable Jets, looked good, so then, you know, that carried over into your into your thoughts for last week. So, uh, you know, but hey, five and one, and two and one for you. Not a bad start. No, no, it was not. Um, you know, congratulations to Big A and a, you know to Aaron on a huge week. Um, I thought he was coming out of the gates sputtering with the Roadrunners. They were down twenty-one nothing <laughs> in a blink, and he might he might be portraying some hockey attitude right now, but trust me, he was texting me when they were down 21 nothing, something along the lines of, oh well. So don't let him don't let him get too crazy here. Tremendous comeback by the Roadrunners though. And if I had a satellite dish, I certainly would have watched it, but I was following it on my phone. Tremendous comeback. Uh, tied it at 28. I think they ended up winning outright, obviously 31-28. Great, great call. Uh, I thought he capped that game actually really, really well outside of maybe the first 13 minutes or so. Um, 
great call on uh, the LA Chargers as well. And the Jets' offense was just anemic, right? Uh, the Georgia game was uh, just had them first half, and I think they were up 38 nothing at, at halftime. We had them at minus 21. Uh, Vanderbilt just outmatched, you know, all across the board, right? And I actually said they were going to let up in the second half. They did not. Um, they dropped another 30 on them in the second half. Uh, and then what was the other one, Bill? I had uh, – Yeah, the West Virginia-Oklahoma. West Virginia, yeah, getting, uh, getting a bunch against uh, Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, that came right down to uh, – came right down to the wire with um, Oklahoma winning by a field goal. I think it was 16-13. Yeah, West Virginia yeah, should have won that game. Agreed. Agreed. Oklahoma, you know, like I said, Oklahoma struggled this year, right? They struggled against uh, Toledo. They struggled against West Virginia the week before they struggled against Nebraska. They've they've had, you know, A, problems covering, but they've had, you know, for a number 16 in the country, which they are now, they actually fell two spots even after the win. They've, um, they've struggled, right? They've struggled to score points. Their quarterback uh, doesn't look tremendous. Uh, their offense is supposed to be really explosive. It's it's just not. It's it, it's sort of you know this boring rhythmic you know thing to it. You know it's you know run run pass seems very predictable. Uh, the Pats game hurt right. And for you know for our loyal listeners out there, we actually put real money on a sixteen parlay. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Uncle Andrew, Uncle Andrew over here cost uh, cost my friend some loot. So yeah, that was a nice little wrinkle. Yeah, disappointed. That was um, that was on me. I'm gonna try to make it up to uh, try to make it up to you guys this weekend. Try to uh, put myself in a full position to beat Aaron as well. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the picks this week. Yeah, that was a nice wrinkle uh, that we kind of came up with after we recorded the show. Was on Friday. We were like, "Hey, why not? <laughs> what what do all six of those hitting look like?" And a thirty dollar bet on the six team on the six team win. Uh, was going to pay off like close to sixteen hundred, so um, that's going to be the theme. Yeah, so that's going to be the theme. We're gonna we're gonna stick by these picks, right? We're gonna put you know put some wood on it, and uh, you know see how this goes. the uh, The Georgia one was interesting, right? Because that was you had it at eighteen, you liked it at eighteen, eighteen and a half in the show, and then by Friday that was already up to twenty one. So uh, we stuck. We stuck with that. We st- and uh, that still that still came in easy. Yeah, Georgia's Georgia's a great team. And you know, obviously, you know, as as Driscoll accurately uh, accurately camped, you know, Georgia was up what thirty eight nothing at halftime. Second breath, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a shame though we can't go back to that well. Uh, this week of, of fading Vanderbilt because this week features the two worst teams in college football, Vanderbilt and UConn, head to head. Vanderbilt actually laying, I, I think, uh, I think eleven points, you know, between eleven and fourteen points. So yeah, so that's that's a, a clear stay away. But uh, yes, opportune time. And that. And for you guys at home too, the um, we're recording this on Thursday nights is the plan. So right now it's um, Thursday night. It's almost 10 p.m. Eastern time. I'm in New York City. Andy's up in Boston. Aaron, you're an hour behind in Texas. But we're you know we're gonna do these on Thursday nights to try to get the pod out on Friday, 
so everybody has enough time to make those picks for for Saturday and Sunday. So just bear with us. Bear with us in the lines. Those could slide a little bit, as you saw with the uh, the Georgia first half. So, so all right. So now let's. It's week two, and Aaron, you won three zero last week. So you, you get to pick here. Do you want to go first on your three picks, or do you want to let Andrew kick off this week? How kind of you. Thank you. So uh, I'm ready. Uh, William and not <laughs> sort of an interesting lead. You're talking about Saturday and Sunday games because I'm about to throw a curveball and put all sorts of pressure on you because um, I'm taking number five, Iowa against Maryland tomorrow night, Friday night, eight o'clock. Got it. So. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, what's your what's your uh that's no that's no problem. I'll I'll just stay up all hours of tonight just editing and getting it out there and uh you know, no, I got work I gotta be at work at seven tomorrow, but uh no biggie. This you know, this podcast is more important than my, my uh my career. And that's what I was thinking when I made this pick. So uh both undefeated. Um it's uh, it's in Maryland. Um, Iowa is laying three to Maryland. A very very scrappy Maryland team. So I like this Maryland team. I like them a lot. Um, they've also had good wins against uh, West Virginia, who obviously just lost by three to Oklahoma, and a fairly feisty Illinois team a couple weeks back. Uh, the Maryland QB, for those of you who don't know, is Talia Tagliavoa, who is Tua's hmm. younger brother. Um, super, super athletic, uh, just like his brother protects the ball slightly better than his brother. He's got 10 TDs and one pick this year. Mm. Um, they've got a couple of weapons across the board. They're a big offensive team. They score a lot of points. Um, they've got Dante Dimash Jr. Who already has close to, uh, 500 yards rushing from scrimmage, uh, in four games, uh, with three touchdowns. So that's all the positives of Maryland and. I like him. I said last week that they're a scrappy team. I just like this Iowa team more. Um, they've had big wins against a uh, ranked Iowa State team, who I believe was nine in the country, a really tough Indiana team. <clears throat> uh, last week, or the, I think it was last week, who's 17 in the country. Spencer Petra was their uh, QB. Doesn't do anything flashy like Talia, but, you know, good pocket passer, uh, protects the ball, makes part, uh, makes smart plays and lets his defense um, do their thing. Uh, he's only got one interception uh, as well this year. They got a solid, uh, solid running back in Tyler Goodson who gets a ton of touches and doesn't put the ball on the ground. And I think this is going to be uh, a possession game. And like all really good Iowa teams in the past, they've got a stud tight end. His name is Sam LaPorta and he's Petra's favorite target. Um, he's had a couple games uh, north of double-digit catches and 100-yard uh, yard games as well. But this is just really like a big, big defense versus a big offense type game. And um, I'll, take the, uh, I'll take the defense in a close one here in Maryland. And uh, I think Iowa wins and obviously covers. But I think it's going to be a close one, but I think they win by a touchdown. So the pick here is Iowa minus three at Maryland? Okay. Friday Night Lights, too. What channel is this on? Do we know? Friday Night Lights. Um, 
that's Warner Pony? No, that's, uh, it's, I believe it's Warner's ESPN again. Okay, nice. So it, we could all check that out. All right, what do you got? Uh, what else you got for me? What do you got number two? Number two for me, uh, I like this game. Um, I'm taking Michigan getting two against Wisconsin. And do I love this Michigan team? No, I don't think they have a resume to fall in love with them just quite yet. They've beaten a Washington team that's kind of on a down down year. Uh, they actually played an up-and-coming Rutgers team, kind of kind of feisty, been playing well this year. Uh, they beat them by a couple of touchdowns last week. Uh, Kate McNamara, their QB, he hasn't done a ton this year, hasn't really had to. They played a couple of uh, a couple of tomato cans where they where they've run it up. Uh, he can run a little bit and escape the pocket. Um, Blake Corum is their running back. He's already got seven touchdowns. They rely on him. They rely on him heavily on the ground, um, mostly um, leaning Michigan because I'm extremely, extremely unimpressed with Wisconsin. Uh, they came into the season with high expectations. Um, and although they played a pretty good Penn State game, uh, pretty good Penn State team rather tight, they ended up losing that game 16-10. And I was watching them last week, the entire um, Wisconsin game last week against Notre Dame, and they just got run. Um, lost by 25 to We'll find out what Notre Dame is against a good Cincinnati team this week, but it was sort of an unproven Notre Dame team last week who had struggled against Toledo. Um, they've struggled against Florida State on that Monday night over the season. Uh, had been up impressed, had not been impressed with Notre Dame up until last week. Uh, I think uh, Michigan covers this handily. Uh, they're getting two. I think they win outright. I would certainly sprinkle money line, hmm. and I think they're. Um, uh, I don't think Wisconsin should be, I believe Michigan's 14 in the country. I don't think Wisconsin, whether it's at home or on the road, should be a link points to uh, any ranked team at this point. So I'm going to take Michigan getting to at Wisconsin, at Camp Randall. Driscoll, are you working on, on a Big Ten Teresa here? Because that just sound, sounds disgusting. Sounds big and pasty and slow. <laughs> Listen, wait your turn. So, where are you at, William? Michigan getting to against Wisconsin. This is reminding me of a Sean Lanahan story, but we'll, we'll take the, we'll talk. We'll, that'll be off the pod. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you'd appreciate that. <laughs> Shawnee's out there. I got to give him a shout out. Shawnee Lanahan. Lenny G Bones is out there. What's up, Lenny? Bye, Lenny. All right, number three, number three. So this is Driscoll gonna go three and zero this week. Who's number three? Three and zero. I am sticking with college football, and this is my two point game. I'm going back to the well, gentlemen. I am taking Kansas State at Snyder Stadium. Getting ten and a half against number six Oklahoma. I don't really need to belabor my feelings towards Oklahoma. Just not sold on them. They dropped, as I mentioned earlier, they dropped two in the rankings, even with the win over West Virginia. They haven't impressed at all. Most importantly, they haven't covered a thing. They've almost lost outright two times to West Virginia, and I believe Tulane. Uh, Kansas State. 
lost to Oklahoma, a pretty decent Oklahoma State last uh, team by 10 last week. But they also beat, and I think Aaron would agree with this, a sneaky Stanford team who's a lot better than I think people give them credit for. Um, and they beat Nevada two weeks ago as well. Uh, and then not a bad team. They handled them uh, fairly well. A um, little worried about size. Uh, Kansas State's got a speedster, Deuce Vaughn. He's got five touchdowns, averages five yards per carry. Um, he's about 5'6". Uh, their number one slam receiver is 5'7". Um, so I'm a little, little worried about size, but they're, they're a speed team. Um, I think it might be a little bit of a different, uh, less physical game than the one against West Virginia. I think there's going to have to be some points on the board. Um, their wideout uh, is Phil Brooks, the guy for K-State, about five, six, five, seven as well. So I'm, I'm worried. The size advantage certainly concerns me, um, 100%. I don't think K-State wins this game here, but I'm definitely going to take the 10.5 uh, with Oklahoma on the road. Um, for a, just an, a, an Oklahoma team who hasn't covered anything and I haven't been impressed with. This could be the week they break out. I just don't think it is. And I think this will be, uh, after this week, I think Oklahoma will be one and, one and four against the spread. So uh, I'm taking K-State at home getting 10 and a half. And that's my two point game. I like it, Crystal. I like that a lot. I'll also add in a quick note, Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma Past two years in a row, uh, so they, they historically have had a number. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's great. Thank you. And they'll be coming out fired up at home, right? Getting ten and a half. I always, I always thought K State's a tough place to play. That place gets pretty rowdy. Um, they had Oklahoma fans were so their their quarterback in the preseason. Uh, Heisman favorite in a lot of, a lot of things. I think he's about to have a favorite. Uh, he's been so bad. Their their entire stadium is chanting the name of the backup quarterback after after throwing protection against Washington last year. So I don't think uh, the, the uh, mindset of, of the football team Do we have this in your three, Aaron? I'm I'm waiting for one of these days when you guys hit on the same uh, hit on the same pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, this is this is not the week for sure. I actually and and this this actually will, will lend good balance to uh, to the overall overall uh, odd picks. Whereas Andy went went three out of college. Uh, I I did not like the college slate this week. Um, I probably won't be heavy much myself, uh, and definitely not for any picks for this week. So I'm going three NFL. So we've, we've got good dichotomy there, good balance. Now I'll kick like these it. off. Um, first pick, and, I, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna bust through these. Just a couple bullet points on each. Um, go to Seattle, uh, and and I'm gonna take the Seahawks as. Three-point favorites on the road at San Francisco. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to buy low on on a decent Seattle team, not a great Seattle team as in years past, but a decent team. And you know they've lost two in a row. And in his entire career, Russell Wilson has never lost three games in a row. Never mind against the spread or anything. Straight up, 
Ned has never lost three games in a row. I don't see that happening this year. If you look at his record against the spread, following a loss, he's 26, 14, and 4 against the spread, uh, following that one loss. Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, on the other hand, quick stat on him. 18, 19, and 1 against the spread as a favorite. He is a rah-rah underdog coach, uh, and he doesn't, doesn't really get his team in the proper mindset position from the pole position. And I think a lot of us watched that 49ers Green Bay game last week, being a Sunday night game, and I don't think there's anyone who did watch it who came away being very impressed at all with Jimmy G. I mean, he looked lost out there quite a bit. Um, they were really in the game, I feel like, because of some very poor officiating and third down pass interference penalties against Green Bay, which were questionable calls. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really thought that San Francisco was lucky to be in that game, as close as it was. Their secondary is shambles uh, with, um, with injuries, and you could see Rogers last week just picked them apart. Every time a new player, a third stringer would come in to replace an injured quarterback or safety, he would go right at them and they were lost out there. And then he was chunk yardage plays by Rogers all the way. I can see Russell Wilson doing that. So doing the same. So I'm going to take Seattle plus three and my first Jimmy G, brutal turnover too down the stretch in that, um, in that Green Bay game. Right, he had like the kind of tucked it and kind of threw, kind of just coughed it up um, late in the game. Backwards. backwards, yeah. Which is, which is never a good play. <laughs> when do you think? When do you think they put in Lance? I think sooner than later. I mean, I think they should have been putting him in more consistently throughout each one of their first three games, and he scored a touchdown. I think on every time he's touched the ball. Yeah. Like three touchdowns already. But he's only been in three plays. He's only not three plays. He's not had his third in rookie of the year uh, odds uh, if you want to play. He's going to win rookie of the year right now. Which goes to, I think, goes to show what these rookie quarterbacks, these Patrick rookie quarterbacks. He's got more touchdowns on his three plays than uh, Zach Wilson in his uh, three games. So, uh, go ahead, number two. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of Zach Wilson, Oh boy. We're not, we're, no, 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 no. We're not touching the Jets this week. Although, guns ahead, give me the Jets in six and a half points against Tennessee with Julio Jones and Brown out at receiver for the Titans. And Tannehill not having a good year so far. Um, I I see this as as a great spot for the Jets, actually. But I am certainly not putting the Jets in my my three picks here. Uh, I'm going back to Denver, though. To the scene of a shutout last week. And um, I'm sticking with the Broncos, going, even though I just had them on the under last week, with the play on their defense. And I'm going Denver minus one at home against Baltimore. I think that defensive line that dominated against the Jets matches up very well with Lamar and, and can keep up with him to regard if, if he's rolling out and scrambling. And, and this Denver team is they're not a fluke. You know, they, they haven't had they haven't had a great past couple of years. 
Is that Drew Lock? Uh, just obviously is bust. Um, Teddy Bridgewater in there, I think if you polled NFL GMs, you would have every single GM who's in a position to have a good team that needed a quarterback. They're kicking themselves for not getting Teddy Cousins inside of him. Denver got him, and as a result, he's leaving it down there 3-0 on the season. They're 3-0 against the spread. And a lot of people will say, hey, they've beaten the Giants, the Jets, uh, and uh, the Jaguars. You know, not a, not a murderer's row by any means. But they dominated in those games. These were not close games. Uh, they're winning by an average of, of, I believe, you know, two scores, ten points. Uh, and, and the defense looks great. Baltimore, on the flip side, is a very good team. I think in the end, by the end of the season, they're going to be right there uh, for, for winning their division and in the playoff mix in the AFC. However, you look at their first games so far, they've got, last week, very emotional two-point win on the road at Detroit, 66-yard field goal. Uh, prior to that, you had a one-point win against Kansas City. Just a back and forth, just emotional, you know, gutted out game. And then to open the season, they had that wild overtime loss in prime time at Las Vegas against the Raiders. You know, those three games, they just, I think they've taken, you know, surely have taken some type of emotional toll against that team. And so that team now has to go on the road to Denver, one of the hardest places in the NFL to play. Uh, I, I it, you know, just the way the spot lines up for the Broncos, I, I like. Uh, you know, so, but yeah, Denver minus one at home. And then finally, I'll just roll right through uh, to my two pointer and uh, Driscoll. Um, I'm going with the G-Men. G-Men plus seven and a half at New Orleans. Uh, just a couple quick stats to on, on Danny Dimes to, to lay out really the reason behind this. I think people have probably uh, heard these stats before. Against the spread for his career, Jones, 4-11 at home, on the road against the spread, 10-4. The guy is well on the road. For some reason, he finds himself on the road. Maybe he likes getting away from that massive pile of shit giant stadium i'm not sure but he prefers to be out on the road he sells out on the road giants are a bit banged up obviously with injuries on the line injuries at receiver however barkley is getting healthy and healthier and healthier each game last game i think they really sort of let him run loose they had a, they had a very very solid performance galladay had his first showing of the giant last week four catches for 60 some odd, odd yards, so I think he can fill in the gap with some of those uh, injuries on the receiver. Um, and then and then you look at New Orleans, uh, just as a team, they opened the season really with three straight road games. They were supposed to open at home because of Hurricane Ida, they had to go to Jacksonville. Uh, and and after that, you know, at, at New England last week, so it's first time being home. So I think there could be a fatigue factor there. And look, you know, killed us with our 16 parlay against the Packers last week. I wasn't that impressed with the Saints. No. I watched that whole game. That's sick. That's, I mean, their offense 
skates, they couldn't run the ball. Saints were good at stopping the run, but if you look at the way they scored, Matt Jones, three interceptions. One of them brought back for a touchdown, another in the red zone. Uh, you know, I think one was more opportunistic on defense than them on offense really showing much. Davis Winston, uh, you know, I like him. He's entertaining. I, I like watching him play. I like listening to his interviews. I'm a fan. Uh, however, he is always still a walking interception, an interception waiting to happen. This touch, one of his touchdown passes from last week, he was, I mean, falling down on the ground, literally lobbing all the like, grenade back to the end zone. And, and somehow the, the Saints receiver came down. Uh, not impressive. James Winston, James Winston led team, should not be laying seven and a half to any team. Never mind the Giants team that, you know, could very easily be two and one at this point in the season. And I, I think it's, it's pretty pricey. Uh, one last thing. First stat-wise, David Winston has a favorite against the spread in his career, 7-14-1. Numbers aren't there for him. So, two-pointer, Giants, plus center. All right, Big A. So let's recap that. So you've got Seattle plus three at San Fran. You've got Denver giving one to the Ravens at home. And then you've got the Giants, the New York football Giants, getting seven and a half in New Orleans as your best bet. There it is. Line it up for another three and a week. Andy, how do you feel about how do you feel about your your Giants? If you listening, if you do like like we do, and you listen to New York sports radio, and you, if you live if you live in New York, the the walls are closing in on Joe Judge and the Giants. I don't know if they're closing in so much on Joe Judge yet. Um, I think year three, they're certainly closing in on Danny Dimes a bit. I don't think any of the some of these losses are entirely his fault. Um, I thought they looked bad um, against a very mediocre Atlanta team last week, for sure. Uh, but Aaron's right. They could be 2-1. They, they could have, maybe should have, beaten the Washington football team um, in week two. Um, they could have won weeks one slate. I mean, they, he's right. They, they could be 2-1. I'm a little surprised that... Um, He's taking he's taking Giants there. That one surprised me. I really really like his uh, Seattle pick a lot. Um, I feel like Seattle always plays the 49ers no matter how good they are. I feel like yeah, uh, Russ always plays them very very tough. So getting three, I like that a lot. And I like the Denver pick a lot. So Denver's three zero against the spread. <clears throat> I've always been a big Teddy Bridgewater guy uh, since Louisville. Big fan of his. And also, it just sort of came out today. I'm sure Aaron knows this, but uh, Lamar's got uh, bad back, so he's going to be a game time decision. Ooh. So that minus one, that minus one could blow up considerably. So if you want to lock in that minus one, I would do it ASAP. Um, we also I like um, I certainly like I, I like two of those picks a lot. I'm just wary about the Giants because I watch them, I know them, and they um, you know rip my heart out every week. So. Couple couple notes there, Driscoll. That that is breaking news for me. I didn't even know that about Lamar. Is yeah. that back? Wild. Um, so if you can lock that in now, I'd go ahead and do that. And the Giants. That game actually opened up. Giants getting nine and a half, uh, and, and quickly got bet down, 
all two points. I think the money starts flowing in on, on New York. I think we'd all agree. Nine and a half is too much for New Orleans to play anything. Yeah. Well, I agree. And I was looking at the Giants' schedule today, Aaron, and they're upcoming after this. I mean, we're talking LA Rams, we're talking Chiefs, we're talking uh, Tampa. Uh, that's like three out of the next five weeks. They don't win this week. We got big, big problems in New York. So we, we could be talking. We could be talking about a one and nine start here. So yeah, yeah. And the, that NFC East, I mean, Cowboys are clearly looking like like the class of the division. That's a very, very good team. So eight and eight, seven and nine, or whatever has kind of done in years past. Uh, Aaron, so, and I, I was going to say they've got Dallas too coming up. So I mean, essentially, they could lose if if they don't win this game. We could be looking at a you know an O and O and start. Aaron, let me ask you: Is it is Sunday night going to get emotional for you? The um, the Brady Belichick Sunday night football game. I mean, last week the backdrop, it, you know, Adele song, Adele playing over highlights of Brady and Belichick. It was getting uh, it's getting deep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the glass case emotion all night long. <laughs> I mean, just seeing Brady trot out onto that field. In, in the Tampa Bay uniform and just the all all every montage they're gonna roll with gonna build up and throughout the game. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna it's gonna be very, very weird. And I really think Brady's gonna go out there and try and put up fifty. Um but uh but we'll see. We'll see. The you know, I and I think it was evident watching them against the Rams. That Bucks team has has some holes. The offense is great. That the defense is not so much. Uh, a lot of holes in the secondary. I don't know if, if Matt Jones and the Pats can, can capitalize on those. But uh, yeah, I, I hope it's a competitive game and not just uh, not just you know Brady putting his foot up the ass. And telling him. We shall see. It will be emotional. I'm actually. I'll say this. So. I obviously rooted against Brady for a large part of his career, obviously being the quarterback of the Pats. I'm a diehard Jets fan, very, very anti-Brady for all these years. And I'm not going to lie, I'm rooting for the guy now. I think he gives gives 43-year-olds a good name, obviously. That's a good thing. And uh, we got my man Zidane Chara on the Islanders. He's going to turn 45 this year. So we've got Chara, we got Brady. So look at us, early 40s. Well, now that now that he's in his mid forties, he's still in the NFL, Aaron. I think there's still hope for a, a Mutorks second act. Get that, get that going again. Call Papa K. All right, all right, all right. This pod had too many inside jokes. We'll have to explain those in a separate pod. Uh, we're running a little long here. Let's recap this week. Um, Andy, Iowa minus three. Uh, against Maryland, Michigan Wolverines 
plus two at Wisconsin and K-State plus ten and a half at home versus Oklahoma. That's the best bet. Andy stays all on Friday and Saturday this week. He's going NCAA. Aaron is NFL all weekend. He is Seattle plus three at San Fran. Denver a minus one at home against Baltimore. And his best bet this week is the Giants plus seven and a half at New Orleans. So, guys, we'll talk offline. We'll figure out our bets for the week for you guys at home. If you like it, if you want looking for any leans, I just gave you six of them. And we will catch you guys next week. Daniela, you said all those things I wouldn't have dared. As I've hung on every word, I swear I could have been easy.